I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And this week, part two. Yes, the second part of our interview with mental coach Jeff Trosh. Last week, absolutely fantastic conversation. And so I say to you, stop. If you missed part one, please go back to last week's. It was cracking. Go and listen to it. Very important framing. Lots of insight into Jeff, the mind coach, but also real insight and gems around high, how high performers think. Today, we take part two in the journey. We bring our conversation into the, quote, now, the challenge of the current environment and situation. How best for you to approach and tackle challenge to not just absorb stress, but leverage it for your benefit. And as I mentioned last week, I love this conversation, and I think you will too. A mental coach is often forgotten until people face adversity. They're often viewed as fixers. But as these two shows collectively display, in fact, working with a mental coach and working on your mental skills is all about performance enhancement in sport, work, and life. I think you're going to enjoy, folks. But before we dive in, let's do a little squatty update. Let's get back on that. Yes, squatty update, and we are charging towards the fall. Enough is enough of this nonsense. We hear you say, the fatigue of the stress is real. The constant uncertainty is making it hard to remain engaged and on task. On task to what, you ask now? We get it. Goals are being stripped away. It becomes more directionless. We know what? We decided to rewrite the script. We're creating our own reality. Starting in mid-August, we are going to be all marching towards a series of fall or autumn for the people that speak properly, I should add, but a series of fall events and challenges, virtual races and individual as well as team challenges, all anchored little friendly competition, a sense of accomplishment, and a shared community-based experience. We've designed these for all levels, serious athletes to fitness enthusiasts, and we're planning to infuse a little bit of team action into some aspects to ensure that we can create for every individual on Purple Patch a sense of purpose, a sense of direction, and an all-important framework to train towards. Now, if we come up to the bigger picture, which of course is always important to retain on our performance journey. These challenges are going to allow athletes to retain progression on the performance journey to still improve, but also set up next year. Now you might still be saying, but why, why? Well, the simple answer to that is we can't afford not to do this. We can't afford to hide in a hole to wait for the storm to pass. We cannot 
go random in training until races come back, not because we care about PRs, but because structured and progressive training is the very thing that anchors your performance. Yes, you listening to me. Yes, you in the corner over there. Your performance in health, in work, and in life. It is simply what you need because it's what we all need. And so training for something makes sense, not because of sporting ambitions, but because it's going to be the very thing that enables us to be stronger and to emerge stronger and to thrive. And so if you're struggling with your compass, your direction, feel free to reach out. We're just about to release the details of the challenges and we're going to get cracking on the road. You can always reach out to us, chat to us, and we can assess if the full challenges are suitable for you. Very simply, guys, info at purplepatchfitness.com, and we'll be delighted to have a chat with you. And with that squatty update, now let's get on with word of the week. Now, Barry, I hope you enjoyed your vacation. Some would say that it was well-earned. Myself, I'm not too sure, but I really hope you're coming back with a bang. Is that ukulele all tuned up? You haven't let it get all bent and rusty, have you? Let's do it. Word of the week. We like the way he thinks. Serious with the wings. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the Dictionary Word of the Week. Yes, folks. The Word of the Week this week is leverage. The last months have been challenging. Even if you are one of the very few, like the founder of Zoom, perhaps, who finds themselves in a place of great opportunity. No one, no one, no one, no one is immune from the stress of change. No one is immune from the underlying cultural challenging stress that permeates everybody. None of us can feel really stable when the ground is moving under our feet, as it seems to have done all the way through 2020 so far. And I'm sure most of you guys that are listening have had goals ripped apart, family vacations that have shifted, perhaps economic changes, and even battles with health. Some are feeling isolated, frustrated, desperate. The majority of us have been greatly challenged. There is undeniable negatives of the last few months. I'm not gonna stand up and say, despite all of this, it's great. But I promise there are some positives. There is some growth opportunity for everyone, for me, for you, for all of us. But I promise, I promise we can navigate. The last months have been tough. And I should add, we likely have some tough months ahead. But where is our individual leverage? How can we grow? This week, what I'd like you to do is pause and reflect. I'd like you to seek the silver linings of the last month. And that can be from the simple, such as the birth of family connections and consistent meal times, or maybe to the broader aspects of the structure of your life or work or a global situation. Now, you might be listening with a sense of amusement, perhaps feeling that there's just simply nothing positive from this experience. But let me give you an example. About a year ago, I interviewed a rather inspirational chap called Lars. And Lars and his family survived the Santa Rosa fires of a couple of years ago. But in it, he lost his home, 
all of his possessions, and he very nearly lost his beloved wife, who ended up having to spend a year in hospital. Everything was destroyed. It was terrible. And yet he grew. From the experience, he evolved. He completely reframed his relationship with life, with family, consumables, and the terrible experience led to a seismic shift on everything. Out of that experience, he grew. No matter how tough, we can always grow. Now, that's not a promise it's going to be easy, but we can. And so this week, the question is, what's your leverage? What can you do to reposition and find a chance to grow? Because you can, it's there. It's there. Remember, the challenges that we face are the very things that enable growth, no matter how tough they are. And so let's do it. And that is why the word of the week this week is leverage. Go and find your silver linings, integrate and grow. Now, let's get on with the meat and potatoes. Yes, guys, the meat and potatoes, we launch right in. A reminder once again, if you haven't listened to part one, I'd love you to pause, go and listen, and then dive into part two with me right here. We drive forward. Jeff, mental coach, we discuss COVID-19, navigating challenge and stress. I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here we go, Jeff. So I want to shift gears and uh, this is a show in itself, but I want to dive into a present. We can't, we can't bypass the opportunity in the last five or 10 minutes to gain some of your expertise and perspective on this. And, and let me give you, to, to frame the second part here, which will of course be a bit more brief, but I want to give my quick shot and frame what we're talking about. And to do that, we have to both go back. We're going to stay pretty US centric while it is something that's impacted the world, but in the US, March time, obviously massive instability, a lot of confusion, a lot of fear, a lot of ultimately life changes, situation of life, routine and everything. And the fog of COVID-19, as I, call, as I tend to refer to it, sort of wrapped the country. I feel like through the end of March into April, there was this big time of adaptation to the situation. And it's really challenging. A lot of athletes obviously lost their compass of racing and their goals. Some struggled, others reset their lens and look ways to improve, etc. And then into sort of May and even early June, there was this sort of time of establishing routine, evolving. And, and just as June opened up, it really started to look generally in the US more positive. Races actually might start to happen. There was a a sense of a, re a return to some form of normality. And then, boom, a time, as this time of recording, we slide back and it feels like the fog is descending. And we are right now in the US back to some, obviously what is gonna be some very, very challenging months ahead of us. I, I feel that athletes are really at the end of their tether as the same as society is here. And there's no doubt that um, 
that people have COVID fatigue, if you want to call it that. What, what, let me ask you, because I know that you're still busy and engaged and working. What are the, the biggest emotional challenges that you're seeing amongst your clients and athletes that you speak to? Well, I, you know, I, I think that in gen, I'm making a really general statement here, but I, I think in general, many athletes are control freaks. Many, many great athletes, they, they like to control a lot of what they do. I think most people like to control what they do. But I think in, gen, I think in general, particularly elite athletes, they, they really thrive on things that they can control. And, they, and, they, and like the, the more that they can control what's going on around them, the better, the more comfortable they are. And in this time when it is, there's massive uncertainty, they control what, what it feels as though we, we are almost in control of nothing, which is partly what we'll talk about here in a moment, which is not true, but that's what it feels like to many. The emotional framework that so many of them that, that I'm dealing with are, are struggling with uh, is that is just the uncertainty of um, it, when's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? What's it going to look like? A lot of future tripping. Um, you know, we work so hard, uh, you and I, uh, with our athletes to help them stay present and to stay engaged in their moments and um, these massive distractions of, you know, when racing, uh, what kind of racing, who's going to be in, I mean, all these things are just like unprecedented for all of us. I mean, it's a, it's a time in any of our lifetime and it's just such an unusual, unique time in human history. Um, so for, for many, for many of the athletes, just the notion of you know, narrowing it down to being really clear about what they can control, very clear about what they can do. Um, because right now there's a lot of fixation and I'll just say this and, and, pause here that there's a there's a huge fixation right now myself included i'm not immune to this certainly um but there's a huge fixation right now on what we can't do what's been taken away from us um what we wish we could do what we thought we were going to be able to do and now we're not and i feel like there's a lot of distraction based on what we can't do as opposed to an intention to take advantage of what we are capable of doing, even though we might prefer a different scenario, what is available to you? What can you do? And that's what I've been Zoom calling myself to death over, over the last several weeks and months is helping people frame what can they do and getting them to get clear about those things. That's been helpful, but it's, it's a challenge. Well, dive deeper into that, the framing of the, the months ahead when you're working with someone. What, what are some of the the key or common topics that you would focus on? I think well, what part of what it does is it weaves in a bit of what we've already talked about, but I think it's still, it, it, I hope it's okay to still speak of it here and at the risk of being redundant. You know, it's, you know, look, what I've been talking with my athletes about is, you know, pre COVID there were no guarantees of anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and during COVID there are no guarantees of anything. And, and so, you know, at the end of the day, while I appreciate that, you know, there's a likelihood that races are going to always be there and now all of a sudden they're not. And, and there, there's, there's these other, there's, there's all these things that are sort of, you know, obviously being taken away. I, I feel as though, you know, what I, the way that I'm framing this and the way that I'm adjusting this with my athletes is for them to be really present to really be engaged in whatever opportunities they can take advantage of today rather than, Oh, I, I can't, I can't get in the water. There's, there's no place to swim. Well, what can you do? 
how can you be additive to your fitness? What can you do to feel like you got a day better back to back to the getting a day better piece? And it may not be the type of getting better that you would have preferred were you to have open water or a pool in which to swim. But you don't rather than expending time and energy and wasting time and energy, in my opinion, wishing that you could swim, how about putting energy at what you can do? And let's get let's get clear about that and have clear intention about that and see that as of additive value to you. So a, a lot of this is about, you know, controlling what they can control, putting attention on those things that they can do. And, 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 and the other piece is that I think is really valuable in this, in this whole, in this whole crazy time right now is that, you know, out of crisis, out of crisis often can be born innovation. Innovation mm-hmm. is, this time right now, it's just fascinating to me. Yesterday, uh, my wife and I went down to Santa Barbara just to get a break away from uh, a break away from home, and we just walked the beach in Santa Barbara and watching varying groups of people doing outdoor exercise, and they and they're they're doing a wide variety of things to to make adjustments because they can't be in the gym. And I'm thinking, you know, my wife and I were talking about like there's just so much opportunity here to you know, look at things through a different lens and might we apply this post COVID, whatever post COVID looks like, you know, our, and I feel like if, if we all, if we all look at this as an opportunity for us to make adjustments and to be resilient and to work on being present and to work on being grateful for what we have, uh, the, the, the one piece that keeps coming up, there's two, there's two things that come up a lot with athletes. And one of them they're embarrassed to talk about often and the other, they're, they're recognizing. The embarrassing one is a great majority. There's a big percentage of athletes with whom I work that actually felt relief at first when this hit mm-hmm. because they get so damn stressed about their training and they get so damn stressed about their upcoming competitions that it was a little bit of like, whew, not, not, it wasn't like, oh, I don't get to do that in an anxious way. It's more like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I don't have to do that. That was, and for many of them, that felt embarrassing and weird, and like, oh my gosh, or, you know, my sponsors don't hear me say that, you know, th- those kinds of things, right? Um, but the other piece of it is, I feel like what's driven, what's been driven home for many athletes, and what I'm really trying to help frame is how grateful we can be for whatever we do get to do, because I think for a lot of athletes, they took for granted, like all of us do, we took for granted, oh, that next training session is going to happen, that being in the gym is going to happen, that pool is going to be available. That race is going to is going to happen, and it's not happening. And and the athletes that I feel like are managing this most effectively are the ones that are turning this to, wow, am I going to be grateful when I actually have the opportunity to do whatever I get to do next? I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be grateful for every morsel that I get to nibble instead of wishing the buffet were better. It's funny as well. I come back to we talked about growth and learning prior. I think there's also a component where Athletes get stuck in routine or the grind of it all year after year for even for, for some athletes. And for many athletes, while this situation has stripped away so much, as you sort of alluded to or talked to there, there have been some silver linings as well. And it, it would be remiss of athletes not to take stock of the components that maybe number one, as things do start to evolve back to normal that they continue to integrate number one or things that were superfluous or not helpful that they suddenly realize, hang on, I never needed that. They can get rid of out of this. uh, So so there's, there's an opportunity right there in itself, isn't it? 
Right. And again, that's that's back to saying that for the third time in this conversation, that notion of conscious competency, like what works for me? What what can how can I be effective with whatever's in front of me? What is just, you know, you know extra extra stuff that I can get rid of because I haven't been able to access it for three or four months? Wow, I don't really need to do that, I guess, because I'm feeling well or my training's going great without X, Y or Z, you know, and, you know, and the, the recognition of, of this, the resilience that's being built during this time. I have, I have one athlete. I was on a zoom call with an athlete this morning who will, will remain unnamed. I, I don't really speak about who I work with, but, um, I, I see that this, this athlete, people are going to know about this athlete in the next couple of years and she's off the radar right now. But the reason why I think people are going to know about her is because she is, she has had a mentality and she is really employing a mentality right now. Like she feels as though she's growing immensely through this opportunity through the she sees this as an opportunity for her to build resilience as an opportunity for her to strengthen herself through adversity and she is uh, she is embracing every day with that kind of a mentality and it's partly why she's as good as she is but it's also partly why she's going to like blow people blow by people in her developmental process because she sees even in this situation the opportunities inherent in it and she's applying those on a day-to-day basis now and I feel as though the more athletes we can get to make those kinds of adjustments and how they're looking at this, the more likely they will be to, whether it's a coming out of it, whatever that even means, but whatever, whatever life is going to be like over the next six months, six years, however long to, as you said, extract the lessons from this and apply on a daily basis. Well, I, it, it, it's, I think it's a great sort of segue into, into a question that I had that I didn't want to sort of have you depart today without asking that, which is this, the situation for many athletes right now is, is one of frustration because they, they don't know when their next race is going to be. And in fact, for many endurance athletes, the ones that are hanging on to the calendar by the thread are dropping week by week. And there's a lot of athletes right now that just, okay, I had hope. And in April and May and June, I had hope for my September, October, November, and then boom, this fog's, sort of descended again and there's a real case of the and i'll keep it as clean as i can there's a case of the fuckets it's like oh and they 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 turn their back on the training they turn their back on the sport what what would your advice be for those athletes well first of all you know I, i want to be respectful of everyone's challenge for him or herself i mean everybody's got their unique challenge so i i don't want to be patronizing and, and, and go down the path of, Oh, you're, way, you know, you're just, way, you're way nicer than me, Jeff. You're way, no, way no, nicer I mean, than me. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess, I guess where I'm going here is, is that there are some people that, that their, their reality is, is that if they don't race soon, they don't, they don't get paid yeah. and they, and so it, it becomes a, a, a deal breaker for them in terms of being able to sustain this lifestyle. Like if, yeah. if I'm a professional athlete and I'm in an eat what I kill business, but there's nothing to hunt. I'm going to starve. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so, and again, I I guess I'm framing it in one respect with, with that being a caveat with a recognition that there are some for whom that is their reality. Uh, The sponsors are dropping away their The prize money is not going to be available to them, et cetera. And that creates real financial binds. So for, for those individuals, uh, you know, I I guess there's one set of, there's one response and, and for the vast majority of the rest, there's, there's another. Um, But, but I, I think, you know, the, the thing that hinges both of them is for, for everyone to have clarity about how they're defining their success on a day-to-day basis. How, how, how am I 
how can I feel as though I'm being additive towards something, it, it, whether it's whether it's my um, my training process, whether it's my relationships, whether it's my whatever. I think that back to your phrase, which I love, the, the fuck it's um, going to that space means we're not improving in anything in any way. And so shutting shutting completely down to me just is a is a non negotiable. That's that's not an option, no matter which which path a person might be on. So at the end of the day, it still comes down to courageous action. Action towards what is part of is is one question. Um, the the other the other thing that I what I've been selling to my athletes that are in this situation, the professional athletes in particular, the endurance athletes who you know again the races are going away, et cetera, is. I, I want my athletes to stay inspired to be as prepared as possible for when when that green light goes, that they're ready to hit that starting line, like spot on with their training, spot on with their mentality, spot on with their whatever. If that's a month from now, if that's six months from now, if that's three years from now, again, we don't get to control that. But what I do know about the athletes with whom I work is, is that they love to feel prepared. And they love to feel ready to go. And the opposite of that is they get very anxious if they don't feel prepared. And so what I'm sort of selling right now is to be prepared to be prepared so that when we so that when we are in go mode, we're not having to come back out of an abyss. We're not having to come, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physiologically, nutritionally, or whatever. We don't want to get so far afield from those disciplined habits that help us be successful. Whether it be in the in the in the boardroom or in the or, or in the training session or wherever that we don't want to we we always want to stay true to our habits and whatever those disciplined habits are they may be applied to something that we would prefer to be a month from now as opposed to a year from now but we want to be really clear about that success criteria of sustain good habits on a day to day basis whatever those things are you know what one of the things I th- think about there as well going away from the elite athlete that is uh, yep. obviously at the pinnacle of sport. I think about the role of of sport and training for sport in the fabric of a bigger life, whether it's as a, as a part of being a sort of engaged member of uh, family and community or whether it's been in business, et cetera. In many right. ways, the habits around sport, the, the backbone of structured training, et cetera, is really a great tent peg as I like to say, but a, a sort of grounding for athletes to frame success in the other components of their life. And, and it, it makes me pull my hair out when we have athletes that say, oh, there's no races coming up, so I'm just going to go random for a while. And, it, it, and, and the, the challenge of that is you're going random on life. <laughs> you're not, right. you're, you're like that, by, by unhinging something in chaos it's like removing one of your tent pecs and it's honestly i feel like the worst thing for them to do as a human being i'm not talking about whether they're going to get faster or stronger even necessarily right i i, I, agree, I agree with everything that you said and and for me a big piece of success in life a big piece of success in sport is about disciplined habits and and it's about being conscious about what those things are and employing them on a consistent basis not when it's convenient not when we know that the race is a month from now. And that, I mean, th- those, are, those are easier times. I'm not saying it's ever easy for everyone, but those are easier times. The challenging times are um, when we don't have, again, that we don't have that thing that is tangible that we're looking at a month from now or, you know, or, or it's more difficult to, to take advantage of, uh, whether it's a weight loss program or whatever it is. I mean, there are 
there are things that are challenging right now. So again, if it, it's about building discipline habits with what we have, and and as you're saying, I, I love the analogy you know, and the metaphor, not not pulling the tent peg out because uh, well, I'll, I'll plug it back in once once this all settles. Well, then how long have you gone, you know, sort of rudderless or to mix metaphors or you know, without without that discipline habit, and then all of a sudden, what are we going to flip a switch, and now we're going to get back into it? And not many people are very successful doing that, in my experience. It's really those that sustain their habits over a long period of time, ready to employ them when the opportunity presents itself. That's what I, that's what I feel like can sustain the motivation of some of these athletes, you know, for for the for the intermediate period anyway. Well, it's you you know you sort of. I can't remember your exact words, but if I go back to early March, races started to evaporate and uh, we, we created a, an educational or inspirational sort of mantra around emerge stronger. So over the coming months, our mission as an athlete group at Purple Patch was to emerge stronger. But the, the sort of subtitle of that was prepare to prepare. And um, I love it. But uh, I, I want to ask you a question around sort of that time. My mind goes back to early March and everything that happened there as we, as we sort of just talked about this massive time of destabilization, changing routine, fear. Uh, and if we remember our country, we, we were somewhat unified for about three weeks. <laughs> in the, in our that felt different, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. that felt funny. <laughs> it, it, it felt weird. It doesn't, doesn't feel quite so unified <laughs> yeah. now, but um, oh but the the tone of support from coaches and um, and for athletes and for for peer to peer was was I think you could wrap it around empathy being a single word. A massive time of nurturing, understanding, listening, great support, because everyone was going through in many ways grief. Uh, to, to a different degree, and it was it's incredibly destabilizing time. Of which we then adapted, and we started to emerge. Now, when we seemingly start to walk into what is still the first wave, but let's call it a second wave of disappointment and right. challenge, what do you think from a coach's lens is appropriate? What do you think of the? the balance i guess i'm getting to the tension between empathy and everything that that connotates and all right the reality side of things this is it forget emerge stronger just be strong you know it's time to as i would say it's time to pull your socks up a little bit where, where do you get with that from uh from your lens on things yeah i, I think it's a, a great framework and and a good question for me. And I think it sort of wraps many of the things we talked about here up nicely. Um, emerge stronger, which I love as a, as a notion implies that there's going to be another, another, and there's going to, there's going to be a coming through this at the end. And we don't know if and when and what that's going to look like. So I think that was on point because it felt like there was a beginning and an end. Now we know, I think we're becoming more aware that this is something that's extended and it's kind of an indefinite thing. So the be stronger piece feels a little bit less like prepare for something that's imminent and more like just go get better today. And, and I, I guess that for me is the, the, on the one hand, back to what I said an hour ago, right? The, on the one hand, as a, as a coach and as somebody who really cares about my athletes, I want to have that empathy of like, wow, this really does suck. And I'm, 
sorry about the situation that you're in. And, and I, and I feel that on the one hand, on the other hand, we're not going to use that as rationale or an excuse for why you don't do your job. Because if you allow any of that to influence the quality of your job or the intensity with at which you, uh, you train or, 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 or work at your job, then you're not getting as strong as you're capable of getting. And I don't mean necessarily physiologically or, but I mean that too. Um, but, but in, in all aspects of human growth and development, we're denying ourselves an opportunity to be stronger, um, get better, uh, make improvements and develop if we use this time as an excuse to kind of lay in our hammock and feel sorry for ourselves. Um, you know, on, on the one hand, you know, again, it sucks for everybody, I, I guess, unless you own Amazon stock and or sell hand sanitizer, you know, that this is or maybe, you know, Zoom stock. But Aside from that, for the rest of us, this has been a you know punch in the gut, and it can and we continue to get body blows with the occasional shot to the nose. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like it, as a as a nation, as a, as an entity, a community of you know of of athletics, or just on an individual basis, um, our response to that is just is absolutely critical um, for us to be able to take full advantage of this unique opportunity. And again, I, I, that whole thing of innovation coming out of crisis of strength coming out of adversity of resilience being built through these abnormal, really challenging times. So I, I feel back to the athlete I talked about 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago. It's like, I, I feel as though seeing this, like she does as a framework of like, Hey, this is going to help me get stronger. This is going to help me get better. I, I'm going to work my butt off right now. And I don't know where this is going to end. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what this is for necessarily. Right. So, cause I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer. One of my, one of my million little coach raisins that I use, and I know you've got a bunch of them too. Um, it, it's, I think partly what helps us be successful is to frame things in, in trite phrases, I guess. But, mm -hmm. you know, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's like, what does it mean is not relevant. It's about what's relevant is what do I do? So stop thinking about what it means and start focusing on what to do. And I feel as though right now as a coach, I think that's an important message for our athletes. And I think as an athlete, that's an important message to ourselves. Stop thinking about the implications of this. And I'm not saying stop. I said stop thinking. Let, let me rephrase that. Put less energy into thinking about, about this and less about what it means if this happens or that happens and more energy into, okay, I appreciate that that's a challenge for you. I appreciate that, you know, using a little empathy, but then it's like, do your job. Go get, go get your work done, build your habits, get disciplined. And I feel like the more that we're tough love now, I think before it was like all love without the tough. I think it's time to bring the tough with the love right now. I feel like that's the way that we are stronger on a day-to-day -day basis. I feel like that's the way we take full advantage of this time and continue to grow. And emerge stronger. Jeff, tremendous. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I think it's become the one thing that has become crystal clear. The biggest lesson in today's discussion is we're not done. We've got plenty more to talk about. So. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Thank so, you, Matt. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Jeff, thank you. Really. I know that out of those first two conversations that we had, we have simply got a part three to go. We're going to have to dive in. But what a great start it was. And to our listeners, thank you. Stay safe. And remember, the very most patriotic thing you can do is to mask up because it shows 
you care about each other and society. I think that's a good thing, yeah? Until next time, take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers!